Welcome to the Inspiration Station. I'm your host, Corey Baker. Thank you so much for being here with me this week on another episode. This week, uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, the festival guy is here with us. Um, you can find him on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Um, and the, the really interesting thing about him is that he has kind of made his world to be uh, to, to be revolving around festivals and he's helping make festivals better. Um, he kind of is living, I'm sure, a lot of your uh, dream jobs out there um, because he gets to go to festivals all the time and help you know, review them, uh, and that is his life. So this is a really special episode. It's a long one this time, so uh, stick around. There's a lot of really, really good things at the end, um, as always. And thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, here we go. So Tucker Gummer, uh, so you started uh, Festivo. That's yeah. uh, actually kind of how we met um, at Shambhala, randomly, sort of. Right. And yeah, it's funny. It's funny how paths cross, like all kind of in the same in the same uh world but not in the same world you right. know what i mean because you you're always going to festivals i'm always playing festivals yeah uh, it, it's very interesting uh i i get to be one of those you know in, in the artist world there's only one of the things about it is you're always around people but the, the people are always different mm -hmm. i've kind of bridged that gap where I'm one of the faces yeah. you're gonna see. <laughs> you're one of the so guys. I've literally had like some artists like f finally be like, "Okay, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what time do you play?" <laughs> <laughs> right, I get that one a lot, especially because I'm in tiger stripes and yeah. Yeah, yeah. You dress, you look the part for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, tell tell us a little bit about uh, Festivo and just how that started, what it is, and everything for people that don't know. Totally. So, um, I guess a little before Festivo is uh, I. Went to my first festivals in 2011 and completely fell in love with the experience. Like, after living in L.A. for four years and kind of struggling to find my crew, mm -hmm. um, suddenly I went to a music festival and everyone I wanted to be friends with was suddenly at one place on vacation <laughs> together. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, for me, the, the experience really, really stuck out. And uh, I was also right for my first festival being like, hey why isn't this done better? What are yeah, they doing right. here? Who's and in charge here? <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was just like, my first festival, I was already thinking of that stuff. So uh, I made it to a bunch of festivals that summer and then decided that, you know, there was a major difference from one festival to the next and that, you know, this festival did this right, but mm -hmm. failed at this and this other festival did this right, but failed at this. So I was like, someone needs to review these. And I, and I, had, and I figured... If someone reviewed them, they could probably get free tickets, which is yeah. all I really wanted in a That's lot like of people, everyone, goal. right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I decided I wanted to review festivals, and I didn't want to just be some guy. So I typed in thefestivalguy.com as a, at, you know, in GoDaddy, and it was available for four dollars. <laughs> for four dollars, you paid yeah, four dollars in 2012, and I was just awesome. like, wow, this is hilarious. Can I really call myself the festival guy after going to one fe uh, one year of festivals, even though I did ten of them? Uh, yes, I could. Yeah. So um, I w went ahead and registered it, and I you know, reviewed the festivals from the year before, and I set off. And before I knew it, it it's like I'd made it through 2012 as re as well, and now I'd been to 28 festivals. Wow. And now I really have a grasp on what's going on in the industry, and I realized that there was a 
an opportunity for someone to kind of step up and try to make festivals better. Mm-hmm. And if I could make festivals a little better in some way that I could create a career for myself and doing what I love, yeah. which is just going to festivals. Yeah. So um, I dedicated 2013 <laughs> to finding a problem and I was going to fix this problem because I read in all my previous, like, you know, like life books because uh, motivational books were really mm-hmm. important to me and like business development books and they're all like find a problem and fix it and mm-hmm. that's how businesses start etc <laughs> <laughs> so um my first festival of of that year was was snowball uh again in in colorado and you know, I had a really great time at the festival, and um, I was actually running around. I, sh- I shot a little uh, festival TV show, which I found to be unbelievably <laughs> exhausting. And I couldn't after party because it was just, I was in the sun all day, and I was just like, Ugh. so of course I was like the best friend ever, and I drove my friends to the after party <laughs> and uh, picked them up the next morning. And, you know, we shot that last day, and then on, on, once the festival ended, we were on our way back, and uh, my my uh, friends were like, oh, oh, we met someone that knew you last night. And it, it ended up being uh, a girl that I had met at Coachella two years before and hadn't seen <laughs> since. And I was just like, ah, she was at the festival too, and I didn't know it. Yeah. And I was like, man, what a missed Missing opportunity. Out, yeah. So I, we, the next day I drove to South, or I flew to South by Southwest because it was March. And I had an awesome time. I have a really good Austin crew because I do so many festivals out there. Mm-hmm. But the thing about people that live in Austin is they are not on vacation during South by Southwest. <laughs> so I went to, um, you know, had had a great week. They were hanging with one and hanging with the, the next. But there were definitely a few nights where I was just South by South solo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, that, you know, that was fine. I'm used, used to that, but it, it's definitely more fun with a crew. Well, mm-hmm. when the week ended, I jumped uh, back on Facebook for the first time in, in a week. And I saw that I had three other friends of mine that were at South by Southwest <laughs> that, you didn't that, even that I didn't there. know. And I was like, ah, so <laughs> twice in one week, I found the problem that I was going to festivals and I was missing opportunities to meet people. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a problem. I'm going to fix this. <laughs> so I was going to start an app and it was going to be this little thing where you just RSVP to the festivals. It shows you what yeah. your friends are going. So I kind of get the ball rolling there. And at this point I went to... It became, it was about, yeah, it was May. So I went to uh, Sasquatch in Washington mm-hmm. and ha- had a great festival. And on one of the first nights, um, I was up on, you know, the epic hillside, the, so picturesque. And I was there with my whole Seattle crew, who are just <laughs> some of my favorite people. And we're watching Cigaros, who oh, everybody man. loves. Yeah. And at the time, I like them more now, but at the time, I was like, this is weird Icelandic <laughs> orchestra stuff. Like, I don't get it. Like, Here's your question. You know, I look yeah. at look at the uh, schedule, and there was one other stage going of a band I'd never heard of called Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs, and I'm looking at the, I know, so uh, <laughs> I'm looking at this and I was like, man, do I? And it, at this point, it's you know, this is the headlining act of the night. Do I leave my friends for the night, or do I go take a chance on this random stage? Yeah. And I was like, couldn't decide. And if it's a 50-50 choice, I just go with yes. So yeah. I'm like, all right, see you, friends. <laughs> I'll catch you guys at camp. Uh, so I go over to uh, this other stage. And, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It, I got over there, and it was like you know the 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 dj got up there and was like okay we are strapping c4 to all of you if a single person doesn't dance as hard as you can all of you are blowing up it was the it was going 
off and really? it was so fun and i was just like it was it was just perfect it was just so good and i was so excited about it that when i got back from the festival i was like who are these guys mm-hmm. and i looked them up they were at snowball that festival before and i didn't know <laughs> you didn't it. even know why well i didn't research the lineup yeah why i don't want to work to go to a music festival yeah Right, like these lineups have have a hundred artists on them, and they're basically like, Google it. Yeah, figure it out for yourself. So I was like, oh no, like this is a problem. (laughs) But like fixing this problem, that that takes my little itty bitty project to massive. Every artist is gonna have to have a profile. Every fest, like. So then I just sat down and I was like, all right, we're gonna do, we're gonna make that (laughs) app. And I I really thought about all of the other things that that we need and. I just decided that every festival needs a ride share. Everyone needs a ticket exchange. So no more Craigslisting because I would yeah. go to festivals and try to Craigslist something and I'd be like, I don't even know where I am right now. Like what <laughs> Craigslist do you on? use? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, so now here it is two years later and, and I can't believe it's turned into what it is, but it's, I love it. It's, uh, it's awesome. one app with, you know, we have 800 festivals worldwide, over 10,000 artists and, it lets you listen to every artist on every lineup through their Spotify or SoundCloud. And actually, we're adding... Uh, I'm in beta of this personally, but so it'll be out soon. Uh, we, we can put in a YouTube link. Oh, nice. So you can go to... you know I'm going to go to Huluween later this month. So you can go to Huluween, you click play on it, and it brings up the first artist alphabetically. Ooh. And it starts uh, playing their music. Or now it'll play a YouTube video. And you sit there and you watch it. And you're like, oh, this is dope. Four stars. And it'll go... To the next artist and you're like oh this is not my thing at all two stars yeah. and it, it turned ranking the art lineup into a game and we can upload the festival schedule so you so can you look can... at your schedule and it's color coordinated based off who you ranked oh wow Dude, that's a game changer it, it has your name at the top of it <laughs> like your little picture it's like this is your, your schedule yeah. yeah yeah and uh that's it it's kind of that was like the 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 moment where I was like I printed my first schedule out and I was just like wow <laughs> like like you know I, I looked at it and be like okay well normally I was gonna get here at four and be stoked for these artists but yeah, there were two artists everything. that I gave five stars to that started at noon and one yeah. like who are these guys <laughs> you know what I mean yeah and that's exciting because like I think the electronic or no the the music industry it's really hard to go from an up-and-coming act to an established act and really hard to go from an established act to a headliner act and uh by kind of breaking down who's playing all the festivals we actually got some pretty interesting metrics um last year uh there were ten thousand over ten thousand artists that played a festival last Mm -hmm. year right well 700 of them played five or more Mm-hmm. So you have to be in the top 7% of artists to play five festivals. That's pretty crazy. The top 1%? Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. So ten, uh, um, 120 played 10 festivals or more. You have to be in the top 120 artists on the planet <laughs> to, to play, play 10 festivals? <laughs> in one year. Wow. Yeah, and that's crazy. That's crazy because next year we're going to have this data and it's going to show us the same ones, but how many of those artists are going to be the same artists? Yeah. So getting into that group. And I think it's what, what our app is really going to help with is 
getting people, getting these up and coming acts more better known by people, so yeah. then they can play more festivals yeah. and and no. and getting more of these artists to play more festivals because they're known. Yeah, and I think that's really good for the industry because those top hundred and twenty artists can name their price right now. Yeah, because you've. It's, you you kind of look at festival lineups and if they don't have a handful of those artists you don't think it's a good lineup but that's just because you probably only know yeah, so that's many all artists. you know yeah 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 so if you go through and rank all of them you actually see you know you gave 25 bands five stars that's pretty cool information like yeah. i want to go there yeah so yeah really cool. so that's that's my app uh it's wow. yeah it, it just happened step after step and and it was really you know reading lots of books when i used to Keeping have a motivated. big career uh, i was i was really lucky i sold video conferencing for a company in uh, uh los angeles and um the the owners of the company would pay us 30 minutes a day to read like motivational books or business development books and and the morals of the story Huge. were like find something you love yeah first and foremost yeah number that's one the biggest thing yeah. like find something that you are passionate about yeah learn everything you can about it and then, you know, the business books came in and they're like, you know, find, find a problem, be the best at one thing. Yeah. Okay. Fix it, cool. make it better. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. And then, um, then it was just like, you know, having the attitude that, you know, you believe in yourself and you yeah. can do this stuff and here Keep it is going. like, suddenly yeah. it's five years later, uh, Tomorrow I'm going to the Dirty Bird uh, camp out in Southern <laughs> California, which will be my 19th festival of the summer. That's awesome. And 89th festival since my first one in 2011. Wow. So are you, do you have, like, what are you going to do when you hit 100? Is that like uh, a I haven't decided it's going to be. Like... There's going to be, like, whatever festival I choose, I'm going to let them know ahead of time, and, and we're going to have a giant party or something. Yeah, something. Like, Some something sort of... is going down. Yeah. Um, because at that point, uh, my other my other major projects right now is I have uh, a, a festival travel show coming out on a network called Euphoric yeah, TV. Right. You're talking about that? Um, and I'm loving that because it's, you know, I get to show what it's like to go to these festivals and, yeah, you know, really. the nuances of and troubles of getting there and yeah. just... Well, all... that's the thing, too. It's funny to think, like, I feel like we see some of that stuff just from social media, from festival goers. Right. You see people, they're like, oh, God, I'm stuck here, blah, blah, right. blah. But you don't really, like the beginning to the end you don't see all the nuances and like especially coming from an artist's perspective right. like you know i was just at a festival where it took us like seven hours to get there from the vancouver airport and literally we drove through like we drove through like <laughs> the enchanted forest for like four of those hours like there was <laughs> it was just a, a, like a dirt road and trees all around and like and people just don't you don't see like that stuff you know and like and also just being at the festival and like just kind of the weird th th I feel like time doesn't necessarily exist at some of these festivals and like you kind of lose yourself and you'll you'll just yep. go off and like you, you just you, you stop thinking of well, like oh hey I need to be here festivals I need to be here. are so much about the adventures yeah it's not yeah. about what's going on on the stage it's about trying to rally your troops to get, get yeah. to the damn <laughs> stage find, <yeah>. like <laughs> people and, and then being being just like watching somebody and then uh, like, then you, your friend comes up to you or you see somebody you haven't yeah. seen in forever well and that's like, exactly it that's that's my favorite thing about festivals is getting to be around people that run into a friend like I, yeah. that's my favorite thing i i feel super lucky because on this entire planet i might be one of the leaders in 
being around people running into someone they don't know that they were going to see. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Like, it warms my heart because it's just, like, <laughs> the best. Yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, like, uh, these festivals present hurdles that you have to get through and maintain your attitude. <laughs> and, you, you know, you everybody learns from each other. Like, yeah. it's, it's really, really interesting it's incredible how much one person can impact someone else's festival mm -hmm. positively or negatively. Yeah. You've seen, you know it. what I mean? And <laughs> Both ways for ab sure. absolutely. So, um, that's, that's the other project is, is these, I have two books coming out. They're called, uh, the festival Bible. Uh, there's one for festival goers and one for festival throwers. So this is my, Both sides. yeah. Sides so it's corn. like, if you're th throwing a festival, you read this book and you, you're going to learn something to help you throw a better festival. Yeah. Hopefully you're going to learn a lot of things. I, I really focus heavy on, I, I honestly think we can end festival trash next year. Yeah. The festivals right that currently. That is a big, like, the, and there needs to, I was, just, I was just talking to my manager about this, about recycling and how a lot of places, a lot of venues even don't, like there's no, there's no way to recycle. Yeah. There's no way, we have all these bottles of water that you're paying yeah. $20 for. And then what, you just throw it on the ground because you're pissed off? Like there needs yeah. to be, there needs to be something in place well, for us to, le to at least have the option. You know? No, absolutely. And, and you know, these festivals that they, it, it's very interesting in that they don't realize that it's okay to ask to tell us that it's our responsibility to pick up after ourselves. That, that, and they're scared to and say that. They're they need to. to. Yeah. You know, it's it is our responsibility because there's no way that so, it, yeah. that you can do it otherwise. You yeah. know, and and so I I provide a bunch of opportunity ideas on ways to do this. Um, you know, lightning in a bottle, my one of my my home festival and just one of the best festivals you'll ever go to. Uh, they at the uh, after the last artist ends on each stage, they play a cleanup song through the speakers. And <laughs> it's like, awesome. clean up, yeah. clean up, <laughs> it, you know, whatever. It's just some little jingle, yeah. but everyone's like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You it's look down, to... same thing. So yeah. a, another thing I've been working on is um, when when an artist headlines a stage, tell everyone, like, do your do the big photo. Tell everyone to pick up a piece of trash. Ooh, yeah, it, yeah, it takes yeah. you know what I mean, and everyone looks down and does it. Like I got Grizz did it. It it Shambhalaid, Grizz, Thomas Jack, and Jack London who all did it. That's awesome. Uh, the Funk Hunters did it the night before at a festival called Squamish, and it's like we're we're getting started, you know. And yeah. it's like well, it's just about getting that in the mindset of people that are there, you know, what I mean? and making it making it a. Just an automatic thing. A group it's not, thing. Yeah, and also, yeah, something to feel proud about. You right. know what I mean? Because that, you can't, you will see that. Like, when people get together and, like, especially with recycling and with, you know, just, like, taking care of the earth, people will get very passionate about that. And that is a, an awesome, awesome thing. To right. See. And it's one of these things where it's, like, one person, let, you know, when a stage ends, if I want to do something, there's nothing I can do because there's 10,000 pieces of trash there. Yeah. I can't do anything. But if... The, we're all instructed and we all do our little part it, it works yeah. and uh the big motto i'm trying to get people to use is you've heard of leave no trace yeah where it's like everyone pick up after themselves yeah great theory <laughs> name one thing besides like eating breathing and like pooping you can get 100 percent of people to do yeah you can't leave so the idea is leave no trace plus one pick up after you and throughout the person. day, pick up after one person who might not be. If we get 50% of the audience to do it, 
It doesn't matter what the other 50% do. Yeah. Because there's always going to be these people that just aren't there yeah. yet. Yeah. That haven't gotten <laughs> ready. It. You know what I mean? And But there's more people, right. way, way, way more people that are. Yeah. We just have to make up for the ones that don't. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. that's... that's my thing for next year. And I'm really excited to talk about it in, in depth in the books. And um, yeah, and it, yeah, I just think, you know, these festivals, we're, we're in a place where it's time we do this our, our, yeah. our hashtag for festivo is festival better festival it's like better. yeah well it's interesting too to think i mean it's it, i'm sure it's kind of hard for you and i to think about this but it's hard to think of how the music festival at least what we're seeing now how new it really is yeah. you know what i mean and with all this music how new everything is like i think a lot of us forget about that and especially the younger generation because you know time seems so different like when you're younger everything seems so much more dramatic totally. and so much more stretched out but that's and that's the exciting thing with a lot of this is that it everything is very new so we i feel like everybody's a bit more conscious now than everybody was in the last couple of decades it's, so it's about yep. everybody's about improving well not everybody but a lot of us a lot of the people that are driven are driven to uh improve things and make things better and connect these things that's why it's great with your app that you're Using that technology to make sense of this whole festival right. experience that can be, you know, daunting, especially for people for their first festival. You know, it can right. be a very daunting thing if you're going out to the woods for a week and you have no idea what to expect. You yep. you don't know who's going to be there. You don't even know what the lineup is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's what's great about this app. But another thing that I want to touch on before, you know, we can continue here, but I just want to say how awesome, like... The reason why I really wanted to have you on and why um, it's been so cool to hear you talk is that there's a, like people always say, oh, you can make your dreams come true. You can do anything you want to do. And like a lot of people are like, yeah, you can do that. But, you know, well, I want to play video games for a living. Well, we now live in a world where people you can do that. Yeah. Like that is the we're in this new industrial revolution. And it's amazing that you have made a living to a certain extent, or at least your life, mm -hmm. your passion, you're like, I love music festivals and I want to make that better. You've done that. When so many people would say, I'm, that's another question I want to ask you is um, people that you talked to along the way that either said you were crazy or uh, <laughs> like, what are you doing with your life? Um, because this is all stuff like, you know, it, I'm not trying to like razz you or anything, yeah. but this is the same shit that I've heard. You totally. know what I mean? And still here. Totally. And, all of us who are in any... I left a job, that, that video conferencing job, I was... I, I left a job where um, I was making, like, so much money. So, like, my... Poor, Easily, too, my, I'm Oh, sure, my right? gosh, crushing sales. <laughs> forget about it. Um, yeah, and... It, it, but that was kind of it. It was, like, cool. Like, I can make money, but, yeah, like, but this is it? It's very like, empty. This is, yeah, it's yeah, very empty. And... But it gave me a lot of confidence. Yeah, and you, well, I mean, that's the big thing is you really do have to believe that you you know what you're doing. Yeah, and there's there's something to be said about um, kind of making money the old fashioned way to realize how empty it is to a totally. certain extent. Because like even you know the, the last episode that I did last week, I was talking about um, kind of sitting on the sidelines of your dreams to where. You're, you're really close to what it is you exactly want to do, but maybe you're in a position where you're making really good money, like, like kind of like making music for commercials as right. opposed to like, you know, playing live shows and doing that. You're like a you're photographer. So, yeah, exactly. A wedding photographer. <laughs> yeah, a wedding photographer. You're a DJ. <laughs> like, a wedding DJ. Like, <laughs> it's funny how like 
there's just this thing that's been ingrained to, I think, a lot of us to where, you know, there's that the job that is, you know, you, you have your 401k, you have your retirement, mm-hmm. you have, you know, you're making this amount of money. And that's those are those, those are important. Because <laughs> those are when very you really important. find your your passion. You cash it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <that>. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just, but it's just interesting how like we feel like it's very, very easy for us to like doubt ourselves and to not go f- Go for something and to just to settle with like, oh, well, I'm it's making good money. Crazy. No, at no point had I even thought about starting anything. And now, like, once once I realized, like, you can just start things. <laughs> yeah, I realize like, your potential. Dying. Right? Like, look at that. I yeah. have three full time projects right now, and I'm and I love them. Yeah. And and you want to do more? Uh, too, oh my gosh! Right? I have so many. Festivo gear is going to be a thing. There's so yeah. no one's ever approached. All of this blows <laughs> my mind. I literally like. When I I didn't go to my first festival until 2011. Yeah. So that means any person before me could have done this. Yeah. And so I'm like so grateful and just yeah. I'm super lucky that, that it just completely fell fell on my lap like and. Yeah. But you took action. One hundred percent. I and did. That's, that's and, a big thing. And that's... I've committed my whole life to it. You know, yeah. I've I've been pretty much on the road full time for three years now. Like I don't I don't have a home base. Yeah. That's a sacrifice I make to to, to live this dream. Yeah. But I. You're doing. I mean, it. I'm doing it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I I camp sixty days a year. Yeah. How amazing. cool is that? Yeah. How you healthy know? is that for right. your brain? You know what I mean? Right. That's... Like the pe- the people I get to, the people in my world have got to be the, the happiest on the planet because I'm either hanging with friends on my way to the next festival or I'm at a festival where it's people's favorite days of the year. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, they're doing what they want. Obviously, to do. my my mindset and my belief in the human population is very high. Yeah. Because the people I come in contact with are such incredible humans. Yeah. You know, and especially like I'm still I'm still riding high from Burning Man, and that was <laughs> a month ago almost. Thank goodness, because I mean it's only eleven stupid more months until we do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that, yeah, it's just like find your thing and then commit to it you know yeah. outliers says you need to do it for 10,000 hours yeah put in my hours yeah exactly. I just full time you know well and it's funny too like something that i've been thinking about more and more um with because people always get caught up on the time that you have to put into something whether it's your passion even if it's your passion you're just like well i just don't feel like i have like the time or you know i can't make the time but the crazy thing is that the time is going to go by regardless totally regardless so it's really it's up to you whatever it is that you choose to like do about it which is i mean it is hard but like hearing your story having the passion making the first step to go after it because you don't always there the the trick is is to realize that there's no finish line there there absolutely is no finish line you have to be into it for the climb for the chase for the the energy of just like just moving and like making stuff happen and that's what's so cool to hear you like you started like you had this idea you're like oh yeah i should do this yeah and just as many other people could have had the same idea it's like yeah i should do this and then they just you know how many people have been like oh my god i love your app i thought of this three years ago and i've literally been like couldn't (laughs) i wish you would have made it this was like a really painful process my skill set is not quite app development (laughs) like (laughs) But but you figure like, it out. But that's the thing. It's like there are so many things that I looked at festivals and I still do. Is it's like the new Wild West. Yeah. Somehow the 
timing really worked out. Oh, and, and my degree in college from Colorado State was restaurant resort management. <laughs> so I didn't want, by senior year, I was like, I do not want to be in this industry. Get yeah. me out of here. Um, but I still learned everything. Yeah, you learned a lot, yeah. And when I started going to festivals, I, I, I really saw it as like the new Wild West where th- there was just so much opportunity and there's it's still there. Like, if, if you're out there and you're trying to think of something to, to make your own, what what do you think would be better at festivals as yeah. a whole? Find a little thing that will improve festivals and make make the numbers work, and you will have a full time job going taking whatever this thing is yeah. to these festivals. <laughs> yeah, and I mean one of my favorite examples is uh, my buddy Jamin. Uh, he he does the the sales like uh, I don't even know how to describe them. They're like it's like art shade. You see at festivals, mm-hmm. like back behind stages, there's these these beautiful yeah. sales. That's his company. <laughs> he he gets to each festival two days before. He sets up these beautiful sales and makes it. It's a you know different build every time. They're yeah. and it's like he's super passionate creative. about it. It's yeah. Super creative. And then he has to wait around for three days to take him down <laughs> <Yeah>. again <laughs> at the music festival with artist passes. Yeah. Not a bad gig. That's a pretty sweet gig. <laughs> Getting like, paid free you tickets. don't have to be do an you artist. Yeah. You just need to be you just smart. Have to do something, right? Do, do something, something that that can contribute to these festivals, and away you go. You know, another good example would be like the balloon wranglers. Have you seen these guys? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, they don't get around as much as they should because I love them. like Coachella brings them in. They're I see them at Burning Man because that's where the idea started. And they basically started at Burning Man like a lot of things too where a guy basically took like a helium tank and did up a balloon with an LED in it and then put like five feet of rope and then tied another balloon and then put five feet of rope and then like went to the moon essentially like (laughs) well now they now they have now they people keep both ends and there's just these giant rings of LED balloons and you can get you can change all the colors and I mean it's it's awesome but they're walking around a music festival, putting balloons in the yeah. air, and it's just like so awesome. Like, good job! What a, yeah, exactly. You're a balloon wrangler. Yeah, that's like, that's your job. That's your gig. Get it? You did that. You made yeah. that position for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So um, it is amazing, you know. And another thing too, I was listening to this this uh, podcast yesterday, and the this really really successful entrepreneur, um, and he was from like the Soviet Union, and he, you know. It, we just don't realize how many opportunities are out there, especially as like if you're if you're from America, you probably think the world sucks and everything, which is very wrong. I mean, there's there parts of the world suck, yes, but we have so many opportunities. Oh, we're so lucky, it's, it's so lucky, it is stupid. Yeah. It's absolutely stupid. Every time you hear somebody bitch about like, oh well, I can't do this, it's like shut up. Like right. you live in America, like you don't you <laughs> you do not know how good you have it. Like the balloon wrangler is a perfect example right. of that. <laughs> this this guy is able to make a living blowing up balloons with LED lights. You can so, do whatever you want. Right. Clearly, if that's right. not proof, like I don't know. Well, what to tell if you. you're smart and, and something that, as you're working these these careers where you know you're in the rat race, well, do it with an end in mind. Be like, hey, I'm gonna save up, and I I know that I'm going to find my thing. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is yet, but I'm going to Go read read books. I'm gonna get new skills. I'm going to believe that I'm going to find my thing. Yeah, and just by doing that and putting that yeah. into place, you 
It's crazy are, what happens. You're totally going to. And, you know, you you might finally start your thing and then it will horribly <laughs> fail. But since you did it, you met people that were also fired up about something and then you learned. Yeah. And, I mean, before Festivo, I had started two other festival companies. <laughs> um, one was called Fest Buy, which was going to be the one all-in-one place to get your, your gear. festival gear. But skill set wasn't there and it was way too much to get really going and yeah. now it's funny because now after all of this i'm i'm re it's coming it's coming it. yeah. it's coming back um but the other one f finding a festival problem what was the first festival problem i found well bathrooms were pitch black and terrifying so <laughs> i was starting be before i came up with the idea of festivo I, I was actually like already in the process of starting a company it was called poo motions <laughs> We were putting a speaker and light unit in porta potties oh. that was light activated. So each porta potty would be a little different experience. So you get in there and you could have each artist make a little sample. So you'd be like, "This is Kilpers. <laughs> I'm on tomorrow night." Blah blah blah. Th this poops for you. You know, like whatever. Like it could be. I think that'd Drop be really interesting, and then and it'd at least be lit up. Yeah. So like I'm in process of getting this thing done and created and that's when the idea for festivo came and it was like way way bigger and now yeah. what 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 i really want festivo to be is we're not an app company the app needed to be made yeah just, just like smug. these books needed to be written yeah so what we do a as a company we just make we just want to make festivals better yeah. i think if we can make festivals better we can figure it out you know what i mean and um that's that's what we're all about so um you know, hopefully Pumotions comes back <laughs> at some point because I still like the idea yeah. a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like you spend well, one, you too, spend 1 you know? of your time in the damn bathrooms. It yeah. might as well be enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. You know? Especially at festivals too because right. it can either be a, a pretty decent experience or, a, like Ugh. you said, a horrifying. I've seen some things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't man. look down. Yeah, do not look <laughs> down. Yeah, there might be a person down there. Yeah, it's just funny that I spend... 65 days a year using porta potties yeah <laughs> you're probably the most well versed yeah what? person that but that's great so that's yep. the funny thing like it's that's a really good example of, of going after having this one goal and maybe the first not necessarily the first goal because you've had a lot of goals right. but like the the festivo thing was that was that's kind of your cornerstone revolution yeah, yeah yeah and it's like you're you start going after one thing you know that's another thing about making goals is that the goals do have to change right. like you when you first write down the goal it's big it's this big big signage you know confetti everything this is my goal yeah and then as you start to move towards it the maybe the goal doesn't even change but along the way you're gonna some things are gonna change you know even if the big goal does change you're like oh well now I see in order to do this, it's actually going to be better to go this way and that right. way. But just, but you have to be on that path in totally. order to like make any of those decisions. And keep learning. Yeah, keep and learning. That's that's a huge thing. Books. Yeah. I mean, it's because it's, it's really just moving, like getting started on yeah. something and following one thing, and actually it becomes addicting after that, as yeah. you know, because once you once you <laughs> you you make one goal, you basically build something out of thin air. Totally. And you're like, oh shit. Right. You, you, you can start, do anything. Yep. Yep. Every, that's the way I see it. Like people are like, aren't, aren't you over festivals? Like, no, every festival yeah. I go to, I learn something new yeah. that and puts me it. closer to my next idea that I'm really excited to be able to put into play. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and 
that that's it but you know because that's my world yeah that's what passion everything totally and i and I'm, I'm just really thankful that i have this opportunity to really try to make a difference yeah you know what i mean like we somehow i managed to get this leave no trace plus one thing out we can keep festivals clean yeah that's all it is yeah it's just like clean it so, yeah and you know what i mean do, small... do your part take care of you and one other person and if you see that one other person leave their stuff on the ground i, I talk about how to how to you know correct them a yeah. little bit uh, <laughs> in a polite way but yeah. like hey that's hey, not bro. how we do here things yeah do things here yeah well yeah well um yeah, well, I don't know what else to say, man. Thanks no, for thanks awesome. for coming. Thank yeah, you thanks for, for doing this. On. Like on behalf of like the greater population, <laughs> like this is this is awesome. I was so excited to see this idea because I think this is something that's just lacking from people we want to listen to. Yeah, if you're well, 20 years old, you don't want to listen to some like Tony Robbins. Dude. <laughs> I mean, Tony I mean? Robbins is great. He's don't great. He's great. But but yeah, no, no we, need, we you, need you need young people, people that are doing something that, from a position where they've done you know what i mean like look at i mean i'm in his the, the control center here there's like 12 guitars and a guitar and just like this Toys. is amazing to yeah you know and it's like yeah. you've done it you're you're doing your thing and now you, you're wanting to help other people find their yeah. thing i'm like wow okay you're the coolest like give the rest, <laughs> give the rest of us a oh, chance come here on, come on come on <laughs> no i mean podcasting for me especially the the soul the inspiration station um you know, it's 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 interesting. I feel, I'm sure you've probably had this feeling, but you know, once you do go on this or get on this path of like, okay, I want to I want to make something happen. I want to make things better. I have a passion. I want to want to keep going. Want to keep moving. You find like you, you build these things in your life that I feel like you you need. And for me, the inspiration station is something that I personally need because I need something to keep me going. I need to stay inspired, and I. Because I've been through times, I like I, just in the last couple of weeks, I had this really weird transformation, which I feel like I have like almost like every year, where you just I go, you go through this thing where you just like you just feel like shit for like yeah. a week or something, and then after that, you're just like, oh, that's right, like I'm <laughs> learning something new, like I need to apply new things. So the inspiration station for me, this whole podcast cool. is all about that. It's all about just continuing that growth and also being able to talk to you know younger people and give them some insight into what's going on like you know now and like how how to i don't even really know how to make it but i've i've been <laughs> i've been lucky enough to at least get to this point you know and navigate through the internet and everything because it is it's crazy isn't that funny it's crazy where people will be like you know congratulations yeah and you're, you're like, so lucky oh like, yeah that one yeah like, lucky. <laughs> I'm gonna have to yeah. say how big of an eye thing. roll I just g gave yeah. him on that one. No, do not tell people oh. who sacrificed their entire life for their passion it's, that they're lucky. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's one thing. That's what I'm trying to do with with this podcast as well. Is just rule out the word lucky is such a shitty word, and I, I don't mean to curse on this podcast. And this is the first time I've ever really cursed, but. Um, lucky, like luck implies that it's like, you're just throwing your hands up in right. the air. Well, we'll see what happens. Yep. And a lot of people, especially people that haven't gone on that path to like, try to build something out of nothing. They don't understand that like, luck, I like, I used to think luck came after like you're, you're preparing yourself, which to a certain extent, things just start to happen once you're like in motion, you're going after something. But 
to think that you could just sit around and things just fall out of the air like that it doesn't no. it doesn't happen no. like you have to create your own luck but that's the amazing thing is if you can get into that mindset then right. things get a lot easier because you're like well if i want to make something happen i have to make it happen i can't but i can't i can make anything i want happen. yeah exactly i have to take every step you know and believe that it's this process yeah. that everything i learned is going to put me in a little better position yeah. to do so and just yeah absolutely you know um really believe uh, the books that really helped me was um, yeah, any book recommendations yeah totally um first is, is um the you know being in sales i you know used to read all the sales books and there's a writer named jeffrey gittimer and i he i loved this guy's writings he, he wrote the sales bible Ooh. which i read and it completely changed the way i thought about things and yeah. made me so good at my job and I was really inspired by him because he was a salesman who suddenly started, you know, writing a column for a, like a, a newspaper in Atlanta about sales. And then eventually had this idea yeah. to do this book. And then I was going to his seminars <laughs> and I'm like, wow. So yeah. after going through all that, I, I saw this industry where there wasn't a Jeffrey Gittimer mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like, I have my festival Bible coming yeah. out. And it's, awesome. it's great, right? So he writes a book called Yes Attitude. And it's all about everything. Ev your entire life is your attitude. People with an awesome attitude live longer. They, they make more money. They have more, <laughs> more friends. Yeah. Like, have an awesome attitude yeah. because then, like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're desirable. Like, when you have an awesome attitude... You, as long as you can get an interview, you're going to get the job. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. Exactly. Something he teaches in his sales books is like all things being equal, people want to do business with their friends. Yeah. True. All things being unequal, <laughs> people want to do business with their friends. Yeah, you don't so, want to do business with dicks. Right. Basically. Well, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. So that was a really important book for me. Um, and then I, you know, Thinking a little bigger, uh, Deepak Chopra, um, he, he writes yeah. a book called Seven Spiritual Seven. Laws of Success. Yeah, I think I have that one right. There yeah. it is. Shut yeah. up, right, yeah, right there. Yeah, I got a bunch Literally, of Literally, I, I, I was reading that book and I was really trying to put the little things in play and it's super easy. It's just, you know, like Daily believe in like, like be one with nature. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Went on a, went <laughs> on a walk. Check. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Um, so these seven little things it's available online for free a pdf version so like you have no excuse to not do this seven spiritual yeah. and laws most of, of that stuff a lot of deepak stuff and all that it's on so youtube good. you yep. know and it's it's great stuff. stuff and it it makes you kind of look for the little coincidences that are not actually coincidences yeah and that's a huge that's a thing. big one you, you start listening and paying it's attention so to the weird, little isn't thing it? oh my god it's so weird that, like and that's like because I'm sure you've had moments like this in your life too, where you have you have these moments where you're not paying attention to stuff, you're not paying right. attention to what's going on around you, and you're like, man, like why does everything suck? Like I'm like just like in this rut. And once you really start to pay attention to everything, and like when you do see a coincidence and you pay attention to it, you kind of maybe look into it or like you know like take that as a sign, and like you're on the right path. Like yes. it is crazy how yes. many signs the universe will give yep. you that you're 
you're on it. Even if you feel like shit and like you feel like you're failing your ass off, like the universe will be like, you just got to keep going. Yep. Just keep like you're going to get to this yep. next little plateau. And it throws and then, you a bone. Yeah. Like I've had times when I was ready to hang up my festival guy shoes <laughs> or, or sandals. Yeah. <laughs> Crocs at times, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but then like you know the universe throws me a huge bone like hey you've been you've literally been trying and yeah and when you are following your bliss like it, it you're going to be taken care of yeah. and i believe that and and, and it's proven it's itself um so yeah like those those are the little things that i, I can't recommend enough and just invest in you yeah that's you know huge because too. every little thing you learn you're going to have with you for the rest of your life yeah pretty cool to think about it is cool Cool. Well, man, we've been talking for a long time. Yeah, so, yeah. that was really, really <laughs> quick and easy. Well, Tucker, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, man. It's As awesome. always, thanks again. Festivo on uh, the App Store and, and the Festival Guy on all the all the different social sites. Cool. Well, yeah, well, I can't believe that was available. Yeah. <laughs> <Still>. <laughs>